You are listening to the Less Drama, More Mama podcast, episode 188, Investing in Herself, Susan's Success Story. This is Less Drama, More Mama, the podcast for moms who want to feel calm, in control, and confident about how to handle anything life throws their way. If you're ready to go from feeling frazzled and disrespected to feeling calm and connected, this is the podcast for you. I'm your host, Pam Howard. Hey, Mama, welcome back to the podcast. I want to start by thanking those of you who came to the workshop last week. Well, actually, it will have been two weeks ago by the time this podcast comes out, but we had a great turnout all three days and the level of participation was awesome. So hopefully those of you who were there or who watched the replays were able to implement the ideas I shared and are noticing more cooperation from your kids when you do. As for those of you who missed it, stay tuned because I'll be offering some new classes in the next couple of months. Today's episode is another client success story. By listening to her very soothing voice, her eloquent way of expressing herself and gorgeous Australian accent, you would never guess that only five months ago, Susan came to me feeling angry, resentful, out of control, and powerless. Just before the pandemic hit, Susan had started her own event planning business. So when no one was traveling or planning events anymore, she found herself stuck in a victim mentality and no longer feeling good about herself and her life. She hesitantly but bravely made the decision to invest in herself And that decision helped her get unstuck and move forward in life with more positivity, gratitude, and empowerment. Susan talks about how difficult it was for her to invest in herself and why. She shares some of the self-sabotaging thoughts she uncovered during coaching, how her experience of coaching was different from therapy, and the unexpected benefits she received from group coaching. I know hearing Susan's story is going to help so many people, and I invite you to request a free consultation with me if you're ready to invest in yourself and your future too. You can do that by going to lessdramamoremama.com forward slash mini. And now on to my interview with Susan. All right, so here we are with Susan. Susan, why don't you start by telling us a little bit about yourself and your family and what you do? Okay, so my name's Susan and I live in New York City. Um, I'm originally from Australia, but I've lived here in New York City for just over a decade now. Um, So I guess this is home now. And I live here with my husband, who's also Australian. And we have, um, I have two boys. One is all grown up and one is he's about to turn four in a couple of weeks time. So he was born here. When Um, you say all grown up? He's 31. So he's, um, there's a big gap, 28 years or so between my two boys. So um, this is my second time around. And I I definitely don't know everything yet. It's one of those (laughs) things that I don't think you ever really master being a parent. I don't think. I think it's always a, a learning experience. Oh, for sure. And they're two different people. They're, they're completely different people. They and you're are, a different person. That is correct. All of the above. They are very different. 
And I am certainly now 28 years on, I am definitely a different person and my whole life and my circumstances are different. Um, You asked what I do. I now have my own business. So that is very different from the first time around when I was actually like in like high school when I had my first child. So totally different life. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So tell us a little bit about why you reached out to me. I want you to try to like get into that mindset, if you can, of what you were feeling, what we were going through your experience um, at that time when you first reached out. So I wasn't feeling great as you know, you could imagine. I was feeling out of control and I was feeling pretty miserable and I was feeling very angry a lot of the time. I was having trouble really getting my head around how much my life had changed in the couple of years of the pandemic, really. Um, and I say that, but I mean, I, I, I now feel like I have such a great life and I, I feel really grateful for my life. And although I was affected by the last couple of years, I can now see that I wasn't nearly as badly affected as so many other people, but I just couldn't get out of my own way and I couldn't seem to adjust my thinking to my new situation. Um, And I really was kind of holding on to some thoughts that were not at all helpful. And I just, I felt I was angry at my husband all the time I was kind of resentful. I sounds terrible, but I was kind of resentful of my poor three-year-old. Um, and that anger was kind of like spilling out. In, and no matter how hard I tried to hold it in, it was spilling out every day into my interactions with other people, um, especially the people closest to me, but also like random people on the street. I was just angry with people generally. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just knew I wasn't in a good place. And I really, I really wanted to be feeling better. And I wanted to be behaving like a better version of myself for my family. And so what were some of those thoughts that you said were getting in your way? What were you thinking that was causing you to feel so angry and resentful? Oh, there was a lot of like, this isn't fair. This isn't how it's supposed to be. This wasn't my plan. Um, those were the main things I was like thinking it was constant talk and and, and to myself and thoughts of like you know this is so unfair I I shouldn't be doing this I should be doing something else so you had just started your business Mm -hmm. and then the pandemic hit and so Mm -hmm. you ended up staying home with Mm -hmm. your son and your husband found a job which Initially, you had agreed to have the roles reversed where you were going to be working and your husband was going to be staying home. Yeah, that was always our plan. Um, it was always our plan that because I loved um, what I do. I love what I do still. Um, but I work in the world of travel and meetings and events. So that world was not really the same over the last couple of years of the pandemic. Like everything shut down. Yeah. It was totally shut down. So it just made sense. Like so many people I know, it just made sense to change the plan. Um, 
But the other reason we had made that plan, it wasn't purely because of the situation that I love my job and, um, you know, I can't, I earned more money than my husband at that point because we had kind of set it up that way because we knew he was going to be the main caregiver. Um, but it was also because I had given up, I had felt like I'd given up a lot of my career before with my, with my first son and I kind of felt like, well, this time I don't want to do that again. So this time we agreed that it, the roles would be that way. And then when the pandemic hit, that didn't make sense anymore. But I guess I was kind of stuck in that thought of like, well, this isn't fair. This isn't what I planned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so what happened, if you can remember, when you reached out to me, what was your experience, I guess, um, of even just signing up for the coaching and the beginning of when we started to work together? Yeah, but well, that was kind of interesting because I'd got myself into such a like a bad place. I'm starting to feel because I'd been behaving in a way that wasn't consistent with who I want to be, I guess. I started to feel really bad about myself and I got into this place where I I just really didn't feel like I was worth spending money and making an investment in my own mental health. So I was in in that kind of a place. Um, And so I knew I needed to do something and to to work on that, to get myself into a better headspace. Um, And I've been listening to your podcast for years and I knew that um, this was a good idea, but I just couldn't get past spending the money on myself. And so I spoke to my husband and he was like, of course, you should do that. If you think that this is what you want to do, of, of course. And he was so supportive. Um, but then I still couldn't get out of my own way. I was still like, oh. So I spoke to my sister and she was like, absolutely, you should do it. And she listens to your podcast as well. She was the one that recommended it to me in the first place, even though she lives in Australia. Um, and so I did it. And it was really scary to be like, making an investment like that in myself. But the moment, it was so funny, the moment I pressed the button and made the commitment, I just felt better even before we even spoke to it. Well, we'd we'd had our initial um, conversation, but even before we started, I started to feel like better, like, like I'd invested in myself and I made this commitment and I don't know. It just kind of helped already that I'd done mm-hmm. that. I remember. Um, yeah. I remember our first session and you shared that with me and it was, you know, awesome because basically when you did that, you're sending a message to yourself. Mm-hmm. I'm important. I matter. Yeah. I really felt that. Um, and so, I mean, I obviously still had a long way to go, um, but I just, I couldn't believe how much better I felt just by making that commitment. Mm. So then what happened? Tell us a a little bit about your um, coaching experience and some of the results that you got or things that changed for you. Yeah. So I, I remember, I remember saying, using the analogy in one of our sessions of feeling like my mind was this very 
dirty closet that really I felt like it just needed to be organized and cleaned out. And that analogy kind of kept coming into my mind throughout the whole process because in the beginning, I just felt like the things that I needed to talk about just spilled out. It was like, you know, when people are coming over and you shove everything into the closet, (laughs) the door doesn't really shut properly. And the second you open it, everything just comes out. It was like, Mm -hmm. okay, these are the things that are really upsetting me and I'm really struggling with, and it's right on the surface and it just needs to come out. So we kind of like talked about those things. And each week I felt like I, I cleared some of those things away and I worked on them and we kind of talked through it, talked through the thoughts I was having that weren't helpful and worked to replace them with more helpful thoughts. And I was amazed by the the speed at which I was able to feel like those things were dealt with and no longer feeling like they're coming into my mind all the time. And so I started to feel better. And then as we moved on throughout the months, I felt like I was starting to have to kind of like reach back into the closet a little bit and be like, okay, what needs to be fixed now? Like, okay, I've got this thing over here and this thing's falling off the shelf over here and need to organize that a bit more over there. And so I kind of felt like we kind of started to work on other things that might not have been at the forefront, but still really needed. I really needed to talk through them and get clear in my mind um, how I felt about them and what I needed to be saying to myself to replace the old kind of, I mean, there was thoughts that I was having that as we talked about them, I realized that they were decades old and relating to some very old experiences mm-hmm. that were totally irrelevant to me now, but they were still kind of controlling my way of thinking and controlling how I felt. And they were just completely irrelevant now. So um, it was so great. I didn't even know they were there, much less, you know, I wasn't conscious of them at all, so I couldn't really do anything about it to fix it. But talking it over with you really brought those to the forefront and helped me look at those thoughts and go, no, I absolutely don't need you anymore. Mm. Um, And then sort of put that behind me and replace that with kind of new fresh thinking that is helpful for me now in my current situation. Yeah. Do you want to share? Any of those thoughts that were kind of hiding in the back of the closet? (laughs) I thought you might ask me that. So, yeah, they were things like um, feelings that I had around my, like being a mother the first time. And, you know, that obviously that was not a planned situation and that was hard. And I had all kinds of thoughts and feelings of sort of shame and guilt and feelings about who I was as a mother and what kind of mother I was and what I had to offer my child that were just, I mean, 28 years later, they just were not anywhere near relevant to my situation and just not helpful at all. Um, And I didn't realise I was carrying that around. Like it was so long ago and they were so kind of like, there were thoughts that were formed when I was a teenager and I was a whole different person. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just kind of were stuck there. And I didn't, I wasn't even aware. And it just was not helping me. 
at all. It was it was holding me back from being the kind of parent that I really that I know that that I can be now. Um, to both yeah, of your so sons, totally. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Usually, when I work with people, there's usually like one or two main thoughts that keep them stuck. Um, and then when we kind of unlock that thought and work on replacing it, it really makes a huge difference. Do you feel like you had any of those? I had a lot of those, but the one that really stands out was like that thought that I was having about this isn't fair Mm -hmm. and that being the person that was being the primary carer for my three-year-old was kind of like preventing me from moving forward with my career in the way that I wanted to. Um, and that was, I was getting really angry, like just every day, like doing laundry and being angry and like at the playground, watching my three-year-old feeling angry. And it was just this constant thing that was making me feel terrible all the time um, and making me feel anxious about my progress with my company and making me feel um, like I was failing and just all sorts of bad, bad, bad feelings. um, And so where I got to through our coaching was that actually I really don't want to be working all the time. Like that's not what I want at this point in my life um, and in my current situation. I definitely want to be working in my business and I want it to succeed and I, I love spending time working in it and I really believe in what we're doing. However, I don't want to spend 80 hours a week working and we came up with the number, I want to spend 25 hours a week working, which is, pretty, which is like exactly the number of hours pretty much that my son is in school and I actually don't want to work the rest of the time. I want that time to be time that I'm able to spend with him. And that's actually what I realised through our conversations was that my time with him is more important to me right now than my work. And that is not what I was telling myself all those times when I made myself feel terrible and angry. It is it is actually the most important thing to me if I'm really kind of true to myself and how I really feel now in this time of my life, that is the most important thing. Um, When I was much, much younger and I was like trying to finish school and go to college, never mind, have a career, I I had to fight to still do that even though I was a mother. I had to fight to to get a career, to even get finish my education. Um, and I was kind of still in that mode of like, I have to fight to make sure I can have a career and I have to kind of like keep pushing for that. But actually that's not like, that's not the case anymore. Um, so I replaced those thoughts with, and I came up with in one in one of our sessions, in fact, in one of the group sessions, um, we did an exercise that was so helpful, and I came up with this kind of like phrase, um, which was "I choose this," and 
that was that's been such a powerful thing for me because I had this realization that I have actually chosen my current situation and it is what I want in my life. And all these thoughts of like this isn't fair, this is where this isn't where I should be are not serving me. And so I just that was super helpful. And I I say that to myself often. And I have a necklace that says it as well to remind me. Um, and that's so important because I do choose this. I am where I want to be and I've designed my life the way I want it. It's not just because circumstances and the pandemic and all those things threw me into a different situation. That was hard, yes, but I needed to adapt my thinking to find what was good about that situation and and realise that actually this is actually what I want to be doing with my time. I feel so lucky now. Like it's so funny because nothing's changed about my Mm. circumstances in the four months that we were doing coaching and I came into it feeling like my circumstances were terrible and unfair and I was really unlucky and now I feel so lucky and I often have that thought. It's like, oh my goodness, I'm so lucky. I get to like work while my son's at school and then I get to be the one to pick him up and I get to be with him after school and doing whatever activities we're doing. I feel so lucky. When I when I go to the gate to pick him up and I'm like the only mom and there's all the nannies and I'm like, how lucky am I? Whereas I used to look at that and think, oh, I shouldn't be here. This isn't where I should be. And I'd feel angry about that. Now I realize that actually this is where I choose to be and how lucky am I that this time around I get to be here and mm-hmm. I get to do this. And I'm, I'm just, I'm so grateful that, that I have that opportunity and now that I can see it and feel it, um, whereas before I just, I couldn't get there. So how did your, you mentioned earlier that you were feeling really resentful towards your husband. Mm-hmm. How did your relationship with him change? since coaching? So I'm not angry at him all the time anymore. In fact, I feel very, I feel grateful for him. I feel, I felt like we had become on opposing teams and not on the same team. We've always felt like we're like on the same team. And then when I went into this kind of like dark period of like not feeling good, I started to feel like we were not on the same team. But now um, after the coaching experience, I definitely feel like we're back on the same team. Um, And I think he feels that way as well. And I think our son definitely, you can see that he notices that too. Um, And throughout the process of coaching, I, I, I noticed, and sometimes it made me really happy and sometimes it made me feel sad. I noticed my three-year-old reacting to the way my behavior was changing, which what do you mean? I, I noticed him, you know, like kids have their phases of like, I just want mommy all the time. Then I just want daddy all the time. He was definitely in a, I want daddy all the time phase as I entered coaching. Mm-hmm. And I don't think, and I know these things just sort of have their phases but I don't think it's a coincidence that about a month into our coaching process, he went into a I want mummy all the time phase for the first mm-hmm. time in a long time mm-hmm. because I think he could feel the change in my in how I was feeling. And 
I was able to connect to him more and I was enjoying spending time with him more rather than feeling resentful of it. So I'm sure he could feel that. And he started to ask for me to come and do things with him instead of daddy. And he's like, I want mommy to read to me. And and that made me so happy. It made me feel a little bit sad that I had, I had been not so connected with him before, but it just made me think, oh, thank God I've done this now and not in even six months time because I could see the change in him and it's definitely the connection I want to have with him. And I think it's so important at his age, like six months is a long time, you know, like yeah, it's such a formative part of his development that I'm just so glad I did it when I did and no later. Were there any other changes in him that you noticed? Um, I noticed that, yeah, he was, he's just been more relaxed. Um, he's been asking me to play with him more. He's been happier to play by himself more. I guess he just feels mm. like it, he's, in a, he's in a safer, happier environment and he, he feels more connected. So he just wants to do more stuff with me and that feels really, really nice. What was your way of dealing with that anger? Like, are you the type of person that was a yeller or do you just kind of shut down and withdraw? What would you do? So I'm not, I'm the type of person who's a yeller, (laughs) but I knew that the feelings on some level, I knew the feelings I was having. I just felt like I shouldn't be having them. I knew it wasn't my husband's fault. And I knew that that my three-year-old hadn't done anything and didn't deserve for me to feel resentful. So I just, I just suppressed those feelings. I tried to like, I tried to just hold them in. And I told myself, you shouldn't be feeling like that. Just stop it. Mm. And there was probably some like, you know, you idiot or something not nice in there as well. And I just would bottle it up. And of course, that can't last forever, particularly when you're the kind of person like I normally am, where if something's bothering me, I'm more likely to just blurt it out rather than hold it in. I couldn't hold it in for very long. And then I'd get to the point where I'd just explode and I'd like yell at somebody for some stupid little thing. And then I'd feel even worse afterwards. So, um, yeah, I'm sure he noticed that I wasn't doing that anymore and that I was more kind of connected to him and more like calm and available for him and wanting to play with him rather than just always feeling like I had to be trying to work while I was trying to look after him. And you mentioned something that I remember you were surprised by in uh, toward the end of our coaching when you discovered like how you had been talking to yourself and how you had been judging yourself. Why do you think that was so surprising to you? I think because I, I had, I had done that work before, like many years ago when I had therapy or coaching or doing like development courses through my work I'd I'd felt like I'd done a lot of work on myself and 
negative self-talk and developing self-confidence and and all those things. And I had been in a really great place with that for quite a long time. Um, And in fact, it was part of my job to coach other people on stuff like that. So I kind of felt like I should know better. Mm. Um, And that it had been a long time since I'd really been mean to myself like that. And I guess, you know, it's just, it's something that you never master. And depending on what, what life throws at you, you can, you can go back to the place where you're just not nice to yourself anymore. And I really, I really did kind of go to a bad place and start to treat myself, really say things to myself that just were so unhelpful and really cruel. Um, and then that's a downward spiral, isn't it? You just, you feel bad. So you say right. nasty things to yourself and then you feel worse and it just gets worse and worse. And I went down that spiral and I thought that I should be able to get out of it. But the reality is I I needed some support to get out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where coaching really helped me. Yeah. So, okay. So I have two questions. One is about the group because speaking of support, right? We have a group and I want to hear your thoughts on that. But also you mentioned that you had been in therapy before, and I'm curious to know what you would say is the difference between therapy and coaching. So you could start wherever you want, but those are my two questions. Okay. So for me, I think the difference between therapy and coaching is that coaching is very positive and future focused and it's not really about delving into your past and what happened to you as a child and although sometimes those things come up mm-hmm. but in more of a in more of a oh that's interesting to notice and then moving on about what what strategies we can put in place to move forward that that's my feeling about coaching anyway, that it's practical and it's about your thoughts and it's about um, what you want to achieve and what thoughts you need to be having to move you forward towards your goals. Now, let me just stop you, pause you there for a minute. It's a lot about thoughts. True. Mm-hmm. What about emotions? What did you think about coaching and work that was done on emotions? So yeah, there's definitely, I mean, emotions definitely come into it for sure. Um, but I guess it's in the context of your thoughts call, causing your emotions and how you can be in control of that. I feel like, um, and there's all different kinds of therapy, so it's really hard to kind of... And coaching, yeah. There's all different kinds of coaching too. So yeah, but I guess in general, in my experience, therapy is more delving into your past and how your past affects your behavior. And and whereas coaching felt like more about, okay, well, what thoughts are you having right now? And right. how is that serving you or not serving you? And how is that making you feel? And so how do you how do you want to feel? okay, and what sort of thoughts do you need to be having to feel like that instead? Mm-hmm. Um, 
and it feels very practical and very um it works very quickly in my experience whereas you can have therapy for years and and sometimes you don't necessarily move forward in the way that you want to do whereas i find with coaching you can move forward really fast because mm-hmm. you're talking about things that are really practical and you're just thinking about where i want to go and what do i need to think and feel to get to that point um so i feel like it, it is very quick and you get results really very much more quickly than um i've experienced with therapy in the past yeah i just want to make sure people don't think that because i'm always saying life is 50-50 you know and we're going to have negative emotions half the time so i don't want people to right. think that coaching is like you're going to come get coached and you're never going to feel negative emotions if you just learn how to manage your mind you're still going to have <laughs> you're still going to have oh. negative emotions half the time but you'll you'll be able to know that you're the one creating them right you're aware of that mm-hmm. and that you don't have to change them you can just feel it right and and that's okay but it kind of gives you some tools to mhm manage that mm-hmm. better and then i mean i guess i think it it's the definitely the case that maybe you need to come back in the future and have more coaching if you are struggling in the future which is exactly what happened to me mm-hmm. i think i saw it as like oh you know i'm all good now i don't i don't need coaching anymore mm-hmm. and i think that's not i think that's a i think that is a, an error to feel like you know i guess i was a little bit smug about it and it's funny if you think about like physical health like if you go to the dentist right. you're like well i went to the dentist this year don't need to go back right it's just like right. ongoing <laughs> your brain is constantly it's kind of like i've thoughts. got this but, yeah. but the reality was i wasn't really being very challenged in my life yes i, you know, I was kind of challenged day to day and my job was challenging and stuff but when the world threw some real challenges at me then i needed some help yeah and that's okay Yeah. And in terms of the group stuff, I found the group element. I haven't done that before as as part of any kind of coaching thing and I I wasn't sure how I felt about the group stuff going into it. That was definitely not my focus. I was like, "Oh, that's nice that I get, you know, to join this group, but really what I want is the coaching." but actually the group was super powerful and i really got a lot out of it um just to kind of hear other women talk about what they're struggling with and it was such a supportive environment and i really felt supported by them and even though i just kind of met them once a week on the on the screen with you or once every two weeks I I really got a lot out of that like being able to share and being able to when you when you first start coaching and you're feeling really bad about yourself and then someone's also struggling with something but you feel like maybe you can offer them some support even if it's to say yes I hear you I feel like that too mm-hmm. that's really hard um we're here for you like even if it's just that yeah then you're able to offer someone something so it made me feel better at a time when i was feeling pretty like low 
it even started to make me feel better from the first session of the group. And then later on when we kind of got to know each other a bit, you start to feel invested in everyone else's progress as well. And yeah, like, yeah. you really want, want to know like from week to week, like how did that turn out and how did you go with that difficult thing that you were facing? And I really, I really enjoyed the the group part it, so much more than I thought I would. Awesome. All right. Is there anything else, any other results that you achieved or ways in which coaching changed other areas? So the only other thing I think that that was really important was that, you know, I went into this so that I could stop feeling angry at my husband and my son because I had to be the caregiver and not be focused on my work. But actually, as well as getting that part resolved and I now don't feel like that I also feel better about my work so I feel like you know we were able to work on who I wanted to be in my role and the direction I wanted to take my company and I really feel like my ability it helped with my ability to be really excited about my work and really use the time that I be be clear about the time that I want to devote to my work and say okay this is the time that I have to do my work and I'm so much more productive in that time because I feel really motivated and I feel excited about it like this is my work time I have to do all the important things now because I know that this is the only time I'm devoting to work and the rest of the time I'm going to be super excited to be spending time with my son. And that's a real priority for me as well. So it made me feel better about both things, which Mm -hmm. is very important and has been a, a really exciting kind of side benefit that I didn't go into it expecting that I would get. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's been really important for me as well. For my last question, I want to know, what would you want someone who's listening to know if they're on the fence about booking a mini session, let's say, and just, you know, kind of seeing what all this coaching thing is about? What would you want to tell that person? Well, that was me. And I, I think I waited too long. When I look back, I feel horrified about the time when I was behaving in a way that I really didn't feel like was who I wanted to be. And if I could go back and talk to myself now, I'd say, just do it. Just, just jump in and do it. I know you're afraid, but just start, just take that first step because the process kind of carries you along after that. And it doesn't feel hard, but the the only hard part is the first step. And then after that, you were in my inbox every week going, <laughs> okay, ready for our next session. And it kind of like the momentum then just kept going and I kept improving. And the only hard part was just that first like reaching out and saying, okay, I want to do the mini session and getting through the mini session, which I already knew at the end of the mini session that this was going to be really helpful for me. You, you will know and there's, you, there's nothing to lose by taking the time to do a mini session. And I feel like I just knew at the end of that, that this was something that I would really benefit from. Um, 
So I think you would know one way or the other and there's nothing to lose. So I just, I wish I could tell myself to have done it sooner. And I always say like, if, you know, if it's not the right decision for you, that's totally okay. We just want to explore and figure it out together. What would be the best decision for each person? Maybe it's to work with me. Maybe it isn't, you know, that's okay. Yeah. And, and even if you haven't done coaching before, I think that mini session gives you a bit of an idea, like gives you a little snapshot of like, what, what is coaching like? Mm-hmm. Um, and if you have done it before, it gives you an idea of what your coaching style is like and whether or not that's a fit. Right. Um, right. So yeah, I think it was very helpful. Well, thank you so much for being here and for sharing your experience. I really appreciate it. I think it's going to help so many other moms listening who feel similar, you know, feel like afraid to invest in themselves and to make themselves a priority. People who are maybe feeling just angry and resentful and not really showing up in the way that they want. I think that they'll really get a lot out of this episode. So thank you for that. And I'll look forward to seeing you soon. Thanks, Pam. Me too. If you enjoy listening to this podcast and you're ready to feel calmer, more confident, and more at peace in your family and life, I invite you to sign up for a free consultation with me to learn about how my coaching can help you achieve the exact life you want. You'll take the concepts and tools I share in the podcast and apply them to your own life. And as your coach, I'll be there to support you every step of the way. Go to lessdramamoremama.com forward slash mini and sign up now.